Good. Isn't it nice to see me? I mean to see you. I don't think you look that bad, you know. Okay, so week by week, as we share in the Word of God, various things that we cover. Sometimes it's uh, what we might call prophetic, a thing that God is particularly saying. Other times it's instructional um, in terms of uh, living. Uh, sometimes it's just expounding something so that we understand better what God's saying. But sometimes, and particularly uh, something that I like to do from time to time, is cover something which is what I call corporate pastoring. It's something that we all need, and it's about our um, spiritual health and development. <coughs> Excuse me, what keeps us um, healthy uh, as a body of people as well. Now, you may remember that uh, I've spoken to you in the last few weeks. Don't ask me to remember when, but at some point. Uh, and uh, we spoke about uh, hearing and hearing and doing. That hearing in itself is really not what was planned, not to fill our heads with knowledge but to actually give us something uh, which we then follow through and doing. Well, the other side of that, um, I want to talk about this morning, uh, and it's in uh, there's various scriptures, and uh, I think we're going to try and flash them up. <laughs> uh, James 1.19, uh, slow to speak. Take notice of this, yes, everyone. Quick to listen. And then another point, we looked at another scripture in this, which says that you need to listen and do. But slow to speak. Okay. Um, so I'm going to talk about uh, this whole issue of, of speaking. And uh, I want to look at the positive, how powerful it can be, but I also want us to understand how negative it can be. And uh, if we look at um, James 3, it's very interesting. Uh, it's, a, it's a picture uh, of just how powerful the tongue or the speaking can be. And it's using, obviously, the imagery of uh, sailing ships because in those days, that's what they were. Uh, so, uh, take the ships for an example. So large, driven by strong winds, steered by a very small rudder. And the tongue, a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. Of course, <clears throat> we can relate to that not just from a point of view of speaking but with the whole social media thing. And uh, I was just uh, reading uh, recently how now um, there's a, a scheme that people who want to protest or uh, dissent on something, they look for something 
uh, a kind of, uh, not so much the content of what they're saying, but they look for um, something that seems to put them down because that adds to their position in terms of something going viral. And I thought, wow, yeah, it's not just the tongue now, it's the social media that can take hold of something. And whether it's correct, or sometimes it's even uh, created to give a sympathetic position to the person that's making the point. I thought, hmm, that's, that's the world we live in. But still, it's about that small spark. Tongues also a fire. Uh, corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of life on fire. So <clears throat> I want us to understand the powerful nature of the tongue. And let's have a look... Um, Let's have a look first at uh, the positive side of it. The Bible says if we believe with our hearts and confess with our mouth, we do not really comprehend the power of confession. I think we relegated it because it was so misused uh, as a tool in the uh, Catholic teaching, but... Because it's been misused, it doesn't mean to say that it's not actually still very real. To actually say something. Um, my wife knows that I love her. But sometimes it's very good that I take her by the hand and say, Darling, I love you. <laughs> the, that's normally what happens. But if you could get in to that heart of hearts, you, you would think, he likes it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the power of confession, something that is uh, sealed. Isn't that interesting? You believe with your heart and confess with your mouth. Comprehending that there's something. Look, what about forgiveness? Please forgive me. Hmm. Please forgive me. Don't work, does it? Yes. You've asked for something. I am now choosing to give it to you. I forgive you. It's a tremendous power. What about the power to encourage? God just drops a little thought into our heart, a little word to say to someone. The effect of that is way beyond just a little sentence, a little word. It's very, very powerful. God has given us the ability to use that power positively for him. And we really don't want to miss out and allow the, the negative to take over. So here, what I want to say today is, guys, let's use the positive. And we'll talk about eliminating the negative. But using the positive, a word in season. In uh, Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, I don't know, did I give you that one? Yeah, can you flick that one up for us? Let your conversation always be full of grace. 
Grace's strength to help, that empowering. Hmm. The problem with doing this teaching business is you end up speaking to yourself. And it's uncomfortable. It's actually very real, but it's uncomfortable. Let your conversation be always full of grace. That twit just pulled out right in front of me. (laughs) Seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Not a quick retort, not a quick response. Tremendous power to confess, the power of confession, using it in the positive. Matthew 15, verse 11, tells us that <clears throat> it's not what goes into somebody that comes out, that defiles, it's what comes out. Our words can defile us, can actually mitigate against us, can actually put us into a <coughs> damaged position. Is it, oh, it's just words. But you know, words, they tend to be attached by elastic. You can think that they're gone, but boy, they're still connected. So it's what we say, what comes out that can defile us. Why we're so keen on um, recognising both the positive and the negative is because there's great power in it. Ephesians 4, verse 29, you got that one, mate? Yeah? Okay. Wholesome talk coming out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others. It's interesting, isn't it? Helpful for building up others. Here, we've got a a kind of commission. Uh, We've got a charge. We've got an instruction. And the instruction is about building up. Actually, not much about tearing down. In fact, it's the very opposite. Our calling is, is to build up. So, I don't know, let me pick on someone. These gentlemen here. They're looking, they're looking bright, good-looking, intelligent. Well, mm. how could... Do you, do you have mothers? Does any one of you have mothers? Yes, most people do tend to have a mother somewhere. Yeah. How could you build your mother up? Encourage her. Hmm? Anybody want to risk an answer? I don't think they're listening, so you don't need to worry. All right. You seem to be struck dumb. Want to risk one? Otherwise, we're going to ask a mother what would build her up. We got any mothers here? 
tell me one thing that your child could say to you that would build you up. Do you understand build you up, make you encouraged? Yes. How can I help you? You might want to close your ears to this, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, another mother, give me something else. Yes. I love you. I love you. Oh, yes. Oh, boys don't do that. <laughs> uh, what about... What about... Um, try this one. Tell me what you think. What about... Thanks for the meal. Yeah? Don't give a lot away, do you? <laughs> All right, okay. That was not in the script. The power of the positive. Very easy with God's help. To actually say, Lord, can I say something on your behalf to encourage someone today? Pretty sure that you'll get an answer to that prayer. Yeah? Try it and see. Tell you what, try it this week. If it doesn't work, come back next week and you can fill out a complaint form. All right? <laughs> So what comes out <clears throat> can defile, but it can also bless. Let me take it a bit further. Uh, I would use this scripture to support this, but I don't want to make a doctrinal point here. But my observation, uh, not only in individuals, but dealing with churches, is that Something said negatively. Um, something that's said to someone that should have been said to somebody else. It may be true, but if it's said to the wrong person, it's negative. Uh, it's called gossip or murmuring. Do you know, I've told you a number of times about Keith Marsh, how what he was building was completely destroyed by the enemy for one reason only, gossip. And you know, because of being involved with that church and with that group, I remember sitting down with each of the key people um, with a view to say, look, you've heard this, this is, what's, this is where it's really at. And you know what? Good people, they couldn't hear it. They just couldn't hear it. And I reckon that you can try and correct something that comes by way of gossip. You try ten times, but you can't do it because there's something that gets, comes in with that. Something defiling. Because it's what comes out to somebody that's received by somebody else. It's defiling. Very, very... And it's, I think it's a spiritual thing. Because you can't, it, logically, you try to correct things, but it doesn't seem to work. Because there's, a, there's an entry point, and the, the damage is done. So, 
Not only do we discourage it, we don't have that. We don't allow that. That's not something which can happen uh, in this community uh, because it's so destructive. Of course, the good news, which I've told you before, um, is that God in his mercy uh, granted Keith to have a pure heart in the whole situation through all the difficulties and loss of everything and today is restoring him. And I think it's a picture giving him a house, giving him a job, giving him things to enjoy and a purpose in life. That to me is just part of the goodness of God, but that's an aside. So let's think um, other ways of describing uh, what we're talking about in the negative. Scripture is very clear, very strong on this, by the way. Um, I mean, in John 6, 43, Jesus commands, stop grumbling. I mean, it's not very, very detailed, but it's very direct. Stop grumbling. Um, and uh, Proverbs 18, verse 8. Words of gossip are like a choice morsel. They go down to the innermost parts. Hmm. Very, very destructive. So grumbling, complaining, gossip, slander, mutter. How about this one? I like this one. Murmuring. You know? I mean, nobody would gossip. But... It doesn't seem so bad, does it? It's still the same thing. Dress it up differently, but it's the same thing. Um, and it can come in different ways. You can be telling something which is correct, but you're telling it to the wrong person, not to the person concerned. And that's gossip, that's murmuring. Well, uh, I mean, I'm, just, I'm just telling you this, Richard, uh, so you could join with me in prayer, brother, for that David Ackerman. <laughs> you can cloak it, but you know, God is not, God is not deceived. Uh, I'd like to just mention this concern that I've got, um, because uh, uh, I think uh, you, you need to do something about it, because... Um, uh, I, I, I don't really like to confront people. Okay. So you've just said to me, you obviously do like to confront people. Hmm. First of all, you've said something contrary to me about how you view me. Secondly, you've said, hmm, gossip is okay because... I'm just giving you a bullet to fire on my behalf. Mm. Not, not so good. Not so good. All right.
But, and I'll ask someone else, but if he says yes, then I'll assume that I saw Richard correctly, and I'll be proud of that. Okay. Right. Jacob, how are you feeling about this conversation so far? I'm feeling slightly uncomfortable, but I can't really say why. How are you now thinking and feeling about Richard? As I'm looking, I'm beginning to look over my past interactions with Richard, and I'm kind of looking for this flaw, which um, Zach's drawn my attention to. I'm beginning to ask myself, is Richard really such a great guy? Okay, so question to the audience. No, no, question to you, actually. Do you think this could be gossiping? Nah, we haven't really said anything bad about anyone's back. Okay. <laughs> He's got an ugly back. <laughs> okay, what, what do you guys reckon? No. No what? You don't think it's gossiping? Anyone else? What, 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 are you, what are you concerned about that's coming up? I don't know what to do with that. Is opening the door? Okay, so... Is the, I, based on what John said so far, are you hearing anything of gossip? What are you hearing that's gossip? So they're talking about, they're not giving the information to empower the only person that has the authority to change. Okay? They can't change if Richard's doing something wrong. It's not, but if they gave it to Richard, then Richard has the power to do something about it. Okay? Now, Michael seems to be, sorry, Zach... Zach seems to be building his case. He's trying to find others that agree with him. What do you think about that? This murmuring is wrong. So what if Zach's the only person to have seen what he's seen with Richard? What does he do about that? Speaks to Richard. He does exactly the same if he's the only person in the world or if he's one of 10,000 people. He doesn't need lots of other people to also agree with him. Okay? Should Jacob not have drawn this information out of Zach? Okay. Okay, so, so he's showing an interest in Zach and what's going on in Zach's life, but he's got to be very wise now because where he feels this conversation's going is already having an effect on his own impression and feelings towards J Richard as a person, not just Richard's behavior. It's, is he such a great guy? Okay, let's see where it goes. Yes, I think I know what you mean. When I think about it, Exactly. And have you noticed how he often speaks over others? Yes, now you mention it. So what are you going to do about it? Maybe we could pray that he changes. Yeah, we could do that. Maybe we should do something with the group as well. Well, I wondered. He's not the best person having the new group. 
I'm starting because he'll dominate and he'll upset the atmosphere. Okay, pause. Jacob, how are you feeling about this conversation now? Um, well, now I'm kind of thinking we've strayed into something unhealthy and I think I need to push it onto something more proactive. The problem is I kind of agree that I kind of think this is correct about Richard. Okay, right. What do you make of that statement from, from Jacob there? He feels that he's... Zachary, Zach's actually accurate. <laughs> you guys have done perfectly. Getting the right name. What do you think of, of Jacob's statement there? That I can't... He's, he's kind of right. Is anybody thinking? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> no, I mean, not got anything on that one. Okay. Gossip doesn't have to be untrue. It's still gossip, even though he might be accurate. So what are the fruits that we're looking for to know the difference between gossip and something that is more healthy? Is it building up? Yeah? What else? Okay. Yeah. Is there a focus on bringing a resolve at the end of it? Is it going to get back to the person that has the power to make the change? Is it leading people to become more Christ-like? Right now, Richard hasn't got a chance to become more Christ-like because they're not bringing what they're seeing. And how is it doing in terms of our heart attitude to each other? What Zach is giving is actually leading to a doubt in Jacob. Okay, resume. Are you going to speak to Richard about this? Oh, no. He doesn't receive correction well. And to be, on <laughs> and to be honest, I probably cut over others and made the conversation about myself, so be hypocritical to say anything. Okay, thank you. When you see it like that, it kind of does make you think, doesn't it? Uh, ooh, yes. Okay, so what is the motivation uh, of what we're going to say? Is it motivated by a love for God and love for one another? Or the truth of the matter is you can use all sorts of weasel words, but what's inside is what comes out. You know? Have you met people like that? They've got all sorts of sort of sweet-sounding words, but don't really count for anything because you just feel something different. That's not what God calls us and equips us to be. What's in the heart will come out. So we have to look at... Then what's the purpose of what I'm about to say? Is it to serve? Is it to unload something? Because I'm just down to my last nerve. It's Richard, doesn't it? With Richard. Don't take it personally. <laughs> I just want to unload. I just want to find somebody who can sympathise with the way I am feeling. Hmm. <coughs> Nothing very uh, helpful in that. Or is it to undermine? Uh, I think they're just a little bit too, too full of themselves. Or maybe to, to manipulate, to get someone into... into feeling as I'm feeling, supporting what I'm supporting. But the scripture that we started off with 
was about being slow to speak. Um, and in our age, slow to speak has got to be translated as well to slow to respond because people don't speak much to one another nowadays. It's all done by um, electronic twit face and things like that, you know. So uh, being slow to respond, you know. So not responding to a prickly email with a prickly response or whatever is WhatsApp things. So how about this? Being slow to speak. What about having like three gateways? Three little things which you've got there as sort of safety gates. Number one, is it true what I'm about to say? Number two, is it necessary? Do I need to be saying this? And number three, is it kind? Because God calls us and equips us to be kind. So let's come back again. Are you saying something to make you feel better? I'm not so much... I'm more talking about responding. You feel somebody says something to you, feel you've got to respond, and you say something. When you could be saying something significant. Sometimes if we just wait for a moment, if we just look to God, God wants to speak through us because he loves us and he uses us and we're there for his purpose. Just to pause for a moment. Sometimes you have to pause for a bit longer. Let me consider that and come back to you. You don't have to have an immediate response. Because sometimes if you try to be too immediate, it can be a bit meaningless. Just some sort of platitude or something religious. Oh yes, I'll pray for that brother. Yeah. What are you going to pray? How are you going to pray? And what is the result that you're looking for? is another good safeguard before we devolve into that religious thing. Or um, a reaction, an emotional reaction. That's another thing. I mean, uh, just just these guards that we can put up. I don't think anybody sits down and says, hmm, uh, this morning I will think of something bad to say about somebody and find someone to say it to. I don't think that people do that. Well, not, not here, anyway. Uh, I'm talking about what can slip out, or what can slide out, or what can actually uh, end up defiling. A reaction. You hear something, you're so shocked or uh, concerned about it, you can make an immediate reaction without actually thinking out of the emotion. Uh, oh, no. You didn't say that to them, did you? Oh, no, you didn't do that. Somebody telling you something that they bogged up on, uh, kind of saying, oh, no, what a mess you made of that, might not be the most helpful thing to say. It may not build up. It may tear down. Seeing something that, that shocks you... Um, 
that surprises you. Um, oh, really? You do look bad. Oh. If I come up to Alan, he looked a bit down, and I said, Oh, Alan, you do look a mess, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there can be a time that I can see that you're really in pain or struggling. But there's other times where that isn't the thing that God would have us to say into that situation. I'll tell you a very sad thing. It wasn't intended as such. But a friend of ours um, had a child that was quite severely uh, autistic. And somebody said to them, oh, what a shame. He's, he's such a good-looking child. And I thought, how awful. What, 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 what's the shame? They wanted to say something. They wanted to try and be positive. But that was not the word of the Lord into that situation. It came out of emotion or out of reaction or out of needing to say something. See, I want us to understand that we have the power to speak life, but we also have the power to speak negative. Yeah? And God will enable us if we give him that space and that room. Oh, yes, you're expecting a baby. Let me tell you about the terrible birth I had. And then, oh yes, and I knew somebody else that had that problem. By the time you finished, they want to cancel having the baby. <laughs> Did you mean to do harm? No. But why did you miss doing good? That's the question. Because God is there to enable us to actually do good. That's what he commissions us for. To speak good. Uh, to avoid that, not just the undermining gossip, but the thing that isn't helpful. Well, I think... Uh-oh. Here comes an opinion. A thought that's been formed on the spot. Is it what you think is the answer to this situation? Or is there a possibility that God has something to say and you are being given the opportunity to be the messenger of that? To be honest, worth a lot more than, the, than your very best thoughts. What does God say? God's word into that situation. The other danger, of course, is reacting before you've actually heard the full situation. Uh, that can make you look foolish as well as do damage. So, where do these things come from? Well, we've looked at the purpose of the communication. Uh, according to uh, Matthew 20, verse 11, um, there's a there's actually a fairly common cause. Not always this, but let's look at it for a moment. This is the story of where uh, the 
landowner paid different amounts of different people. And there was a, a grumbling against the landowner because there, were, there should have been, uh, there was a, an inequality. Um, you know, the sooner we come to realize that God is not fair, the safer we are. If God was fair, we'd all be, we wouldn't be here. We'd have no hope. Because he would have rewarded us according to our iniquities. And we're born in sin. So that would be, that would be our comeuppance. We'd be done for. So let's thank God that he's not fair. He's righteous, not fair. Uh, and he does according to his will. So um, there they were grumbling over inequality. Then uh, another story, we find them grumbling over leadership. Um, think of grumbling over leadership. Think about when Jesus went to um, Zacchaeus' house. What on earth is he doing going here? He could be going to other places, better places. What a, what a poor decision to go to the house of a taxpayer. Then uh, we also see grumbling over the leadership. If you go back to the Old Testament to Moses and the children of Israel, uh, the demands uh, that were placed, the direction that they were going. Um, then, of course... Uh, uh, I don't really know about this, but I think I read it somewhere. Um, grumbling over our lot. Grumbling over what's happened. Um, yeah. Oh, I wish I could skip over bits. It's okay when I was kind of putting this down, but now I come to say it, I think, uh-oh, not a really good place for grumbling over our, our lot. No? I mean, if you want a scripture, count it all joy when uh, you encounter various tribulation. That's the position that God wants, and therefore that's the power that he gives. Kind of bemoaning the thing uh, doesn't, really, doesn't really help us, and it's not the best use. And it's also useful to bear in mind that the only way that patience is developed is through tribulation or suffering. Yeah? Uh, if you want to pray for patience, good. Good idea. But know that there's a sure way of actually coming through to that. And it's, we, we, you know, we prefer to skip the, 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 the method and just get to the, the result. But I'm afraid that doesn't work like that. And by the way, we've said this before and it still works. If you want to make a change, if you find that you're kind of murmuring, grumbling, negative words are coming out, sure-fired way uh, to change the channel is just say, what are you going to thank God for? Yeah? And it doesn't have to pull you up sharp. I got nothing to thank God for. Oh, really? Did I just hear your heart just beat again? Did I just see you breathe? Ah! And there's a there's a changing of the channel. It's amazing. It's powerful. What have you got to thank God for? 
It's an immediate changing of channel. And that's in the goodness of God. So how do we discourage it? comes out really of a failure to trust or rest in God. Uh, I mean, just, let's just very quickly look at the story of the children of Israel. Um, I won't go into it all now, but just look at the steps. Um, how murmuring built up. First of all, they're complaining or murmuring about the bitter water. Then, the next chapter, this is all in Exodus, next chapter, they're complaining about the bread. Then the next chapter, they're talking about the lack of water. In fact, they're ready to stone the leader and they're testing God. Can you see that there's a, there's a build-up? Sadly, it reached the crescendo where they actually rebelled against what God was giving to them. And they wouldn't go into the promised land because they chose to believe the spies rather than God and the word of the Lord. See, it might start off as a little thing about that, but unfortunately, unless it's not dealt with, it can build up. And what starts off as murmuring can end up in rebellion. Well, let's face it, it's the very opposite to what we really believe and what we're built on, which is love and acceptance and forgiveness. And God empowers us to live that way. God empowers us to live differently. That we don't have to be submitted to the negative. There's a power of bringing God's words. That's our privilege. It's our privilege. I don't know why we don't practice it more. I, I, I just don't know. Why don't we always say, okay, Lord, who can I bring some word from you, some word of encouragement to today? Lord, who could I strengthen by bringing your word to them today? And you know, your word, the word of the Lord, is not just a, a, an obscure quotation from Lamentations. It's the thing that God says, why not say this? I mean, this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to avoid, like the plague, things which are murmuring and gossiping and, and uh, negative, because it pulls down. But it doesn't stop there, because he wants us to be those who speak his word of life, encouragement, of love, of building up. Let me come back to my gentleman over here. If perchance that you wanted a kind of build-up mum, or anybody else come to that, just see what effect it might have. It's fun. I'm not, don't do it for what you can get out of it. It don't work. Just try. And next week, come back and tell us. If it didn't work, then you get to form the complaint form. <laughs> if it does work, we'll all say, wow, there's something else. You'll be, really be up in the heavenlies. Okay. 
our privilege to speak from a heart of care and love and serving. To build up and not tear down. To be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. To minister life to people. And to recognize that actually within us is the Spirit of the living God. The Spirit is willing. His Spirit working in our spirit. The flesh can get in a way. But we can indeed agree to do what God wants us to do. Yeah? The power of the tongue. Very, very powerful. To be used positively, not negatively. Yeah? Do you agree? Good.